Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, mindful, maniacal Monday morning. Friends, Torch Report 252, when they take your guns and children. Notice I did not say if, it's when. Friends, there are some very disturbing precedents that are being established and are inching disturbingly close to halt. I, I do want to set aside a head nod here to the brazen attack on the power grid in North Carolina and also uh, set aside Trump's call to suspend the Constitution. We'll come back and uh, dig into that a little bit more tomorrow once the story has had time to ripen, if you will. But let me just ask you, what would you do? What would you do if the government tried to take your children away from you. Now, if you don't have kids at home, you're retired or what have you, never had kids, you know, what would you do if you happen to witness somebody else's child being ripped from their arms by government agents? What would you do? You know, just imagine that for a moment. Imagine the screaming parents, the screaming kids. Imagine the adrenaline. Imagine the raw emotion. Imagine the anguish. Imagine the anger. Imagine the utter shock. And sit with it for just a second. What if it was you? What if it was someone you knew? Someone you knew who loved their children, took good care of their kids. What if you knew these children were being taken into government custody simply because their parents had defied a direct order? Would that make it okay? That's an honest question. Would it make it okay to take kids away because the kids, uh, because the parents didn't obey? You know, the underlying premise here is that there may in fact be times when the government is justified in removing children from their parents, such as in abusive situations, or perhaps if, if the parents prove to be violent criminals, you know, that is why we have agencies like CPS, like the Child Protective Services, which ostensibly save children from horrific situations like that. Most of us would find completely unimaginable what happens to children on any given day. Okay, so we're glad to have these agencies. Of course, there are also the, the parents out there who would point out this system of the CPS is actually you know, just a deeply flawed racket that amounts to little more than legalized abduction and profiteering by state-funded psychiatrists and pharmaceutical companies. Now, there's two sides to every argument, to every story. And if you're not uh, – you know. Busy today. You could look into that just a little bit. I had a chance when I was out in D.C. One of the other advocates that I met was uh, was a, a a parents advocate, basically standing up for children or for parents whose children have been taken away uh, by the state into the custody of the state without without probable cause. And it happens. Come to find out, more than you might want to imagine. Now. Setting aside the debate of validity, consider that there is, in fact, on the books, currently as it stands today, legal precedent to take children from their parents based on little more than an arbitrary state evaluation that can be initiated by little more than an anonymous complaint or concern. In other words, the process has long been established, and it has long been contested, but it's true. Now, let's zoom out. Zoop! You know, never forget, my friends, that the Great Reset is upon us, and the Great Reset is, in fact, a global scheme. According to the global cabal, China is a role model for us all. We looked at that yesterday, the absurdity of that. You know, global governance means advancing the same agenda all around the world, 
subjugating national authorities to global authorities, rendering the idea of local authority irrelevant and obsolete. That is the game plan. Now, with that in mind, whenever we hear about something happening somewhere else in the world, we would be wise to realize that what's happening there wherever there is, can also happen right here at home. It might not happen. It may happen sooner than we think. But we know if it's happening someplace else, it can happen right here at home because governments someplace else have have convinced a certain portion of their public that what they're doing is okay. Keep that in mind. Now, as the global cabal increasingly tightens its grip around the neck of humanity between now and the year 2030 – It seems to me that it would be reasonable to expect there will be an increasing convergence in government responses around the globe. So there's going to be more uh, disruptions in an iterative fashion, and it's going to be one successive wave after another. And as these waves of chaos crash upon us, there's going to be an increasing convergence in how the governments respond, a more coordinated effort at global governance. That's what we're going through. That's kind of the whole purpose of it all. Now. We've just established that governments feel justified in taking children away from their parents for vague and arbitrary reasons. Have we not? I mean, we just looked at that, right? I mean, it's it's a long-established fact. That was in reference to our own U.S. federal government and state-level governments. But let's ask the question, what might our government feel justified in doing, and what might they actually do If they start taking clues, taking their cues from other governments from around the world, what would that look like? You know, world, would the government uh, start taking children away from their parents who who openly protest corrupt elections? Can you even imagine that? You know, parents are out there. Wait a minute. This is corruption. And the the government cronies come in and they rip the parents away from their children and throw their parents behind bars and they throw their children into a state sanctioned home. You know, that's what's happening in Brazil right now, targeting political opposition, the children of political opposition. That's happening in Brazil right now. What happens if our government starts taking that cue? You know, would the government start taking children away from parents who refuse to have their children be infused with vaccinated blood? Can you imagine that? You know, no, 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 no. I don't want you to put that poison's blood into my child. Well, tough shit. You're either going to take it or we're going to take away your child. That's what's happening in New Zealand right now. Pardon the French. I try to keep this PG, friends, but sometimes it slips out because sometimes it's just so raw. What's happening is so wrong. It's so raw. Now, let alone what's happening in Brazil and New Zealand and other places in the world, let me ask you, would the government... If they started taking their cues from the global cabal, start taking children away from their parents if the parents simply refused to have them vaccinated. Ah, you would think that that would never happen because of conscientious objection, religious purposes, uh, a well-informed decision not to have your child get the shot, uh, whatever. But we need to acknowledge, friends, this is happening right here at home. Right now, the government is, in fact, throwing parents in jail for not vaccinating their children. Here's just a couple of uh, articles in the the write-up today. Can parents lose custody of children if they don't get the COVID-19 vaccine? And I tell you, friends, if you read that article, they're making the case that they can. Next article, mother who was jailed for refusing to vaccinate her son says she would do it all over again. Now, that's a strong parent. 
Okay. Uh, should parents be punished for not vaccinating their children? Again, making the case that they should. That's coming from Healthline.com. It's the it's the uh, the expert consensus that says it's for the greater good, you know. And then this last link in here: vaccination refusal, ethics, individual rights, and the common good. I want to point out that that is from the NIH.gov website, meaning it was a state funded research project to explore vaccine refusal and individual rights and, of course, the common good. Those two words right there, our common agenda is always for the common good. When you hear common, think communism, because that's the what it is. The communists are taking over the world! Okay, I had to say it. Now, it is clear by reading these articles, and this is just a small sampling, it's a smattering of articles that are out there, this issue has been and is being uh, legally tested, studied by the government for years. You know, parents have been jailed. Children have been taken away. Past tense. It's already happened. And often, all it takes is to make an example out of a few rebellious parents to scare the masses into compliance, right? If, if there's a few news articles out there, oh my gosh, the parents didn't get their child vaccinated. That's terrible. They're terrible parents. They're threatening public health and safety, and we should throw them in jail. Yeah, we should throw them in jail. You know, all everybody else is like, geez, I don't want my, I don't want to get thrown in jail. I don't want my kids taken away. And so they just kind of mindlessly go along with whatever um, the medical professionals have to say. Now, what I find most disturbing about all of this is that they've been researching how to justify this abomination, this taking children away from their parents for refusing vaccinations. They have been researching exactly how to justify this with the the science that subverts individual rights. For the common good. And friends, when I say they're justifying this with research, I'm talking about psychological warfare. They're developing the language and the strategies and the policies to implement to subvert individual rights and make it sound ethical okay, for the greater good. Now, it is this research that has given rise to the language on current vaccine exemptions, right? Oh, you don't have to get your children vaccinated. You can get an exemption, and you just have to fill out this form. And this form is being pumped out by the American Academy of Pediatrics and their ilk, I might add, the big pharma lobbyists and the global NGOs with the eugenics agenda. But let's not talk about that, right? It's all for the greater good. Under the auspice of being dedicated to the health of all children— the AAP, this organization, has set out to ensnare parents who refuse to vaccinate their children in a legal trap that has massive implications. I put the link there to the form. You can check it out. Uh, the language on the form, it, which the form is intentionally daunting. I mean, like, oh, my gosh, you know, you don't want to fill out this form. It's a terrible form. Only terrible people fill out this form. But if you get all the way down to the bottom of it, you got to sign the agreement. And the agreement says, and I quote to you. I know that failure to follow the recommendations about vaccination may endanger the health or life of my child and others. Pause. Do you see what's happening here? Essentially, the parents are signing a statement that say, I know this may endanger the life or the you know, health of my child and others, you know, and according to CPS, knowingly endangering the health and life of a child is grounds or may be grounds for removing the children from the home. Because why would we leave children in the home of the custody of somebody that may intentionally or knowingly endanger their life or their health? See how this goes? And it goes on here uh, to continue back to the form, the language, the legalese. They say, I therefore agree to tell all healthcare professionals, all of my dirty laundry, no, uh, to tell all healthcare professionals in all settings that 
what vaccines my child has not received because he or she may need to be isolated or may be required uh, to receive immediate medical evaluation and tests that might not be necessary if my child had been vaccinated. Now, that's kind of a mouthful, but what they're really saying is parents who sign this form also agree that their child may need to be isolated and they may need to be immediately evaluated at the whim of the state for the sake of public health and safety. Because they're not vaccinated, they have then justified and you have agreed to the discrimination of your child in all health settings. Now, of course, none of this sits very well for any sane and thinking person, but I want to circle back to the political aspect of this because uh, if the government, like in Brazil, can the government take away your children if they're openly protesting the government? If you're openly protesting the government, let me ask it again. Can the government take away your children if you are openly protesting the government? Why, yes, friends, yes, they can. And they're doing it right now in Brazil, which demonstrates the fact that it can be done, right, wrong, or indifferent. Ethics do not matter. The ends justify the means. Now, think about all of the effort that's made to make MAGA folks, anybody that wants to make America great again, wants to reject the CRT and the LBGTQ plus agenda and the great global socialist surveillance state. Anybody that doesn't like that idea is now uh, deemed to be a radical extremist and a domestic terrorist. Should the government remove children from this sort of radical extremist environment? Friends, you know somebody will argue that they should. Because after all, tyranny is contagious. Friends, and I'll say it again, tyranny is contagious. Which brings me to the guns. In Oregon, today, right now, just down the road, people are flocking to gun stores to stock up on all things self-defense before a fresh set of restrictive government mandates take effect that make it much more difficult to protect one's family and one's home from violent criminals. In light of the current conversation, maybe we should ask the provocative question. How well could a parent with a 10-round magazine defend themselves and their children from government agents with assault rifles if they were to burst through the door and whisk away the unvaccinated children in the state custody? What, you know, how, how well could we defend ourselves, any person defend themselves with a 10-round magazine against uh, government thugs with assault rifles if they wanted to, to arrest or imprison anybody for any reason? It's a provocative question. You know, will that ever happen? Of course not. I mean, at least hopefully not. But could it? Could it happen? Friends, just look at the precedent that's being established all around the world and right here at home. They want to take away our guns. And though it may seem absolutely unimaginable, crazy things have happened. And crazier things have happened. It's happening right now. Friends, the stage is set. Whether it's for political purposes or in the name of public health and safety, the government believes it has the authority to take your children and your guns, and they intend damn well to do it. If you want to know what this is actually going to look like, then, you know, let's, we don't need to look very far, right? Well, you want to look what Back to the what's going on over there might happen here. We want to know how this firearms confiscation might look like, for example. Then we need to look no further than our neighbors to the north. And this article here pretty much sums it up. You know, Canada's government is coming for people's firearms. That's a direct quote. There will be a mass gun confiscation program. The administration banned some 1,500 firearms with a freeze on handgun sales for the time 
Bean. It's estimated that some 150,000 legally registered firearms are scheduled to be seized by the government. The rash of new gun laws comes after the 2020 Nova Scotia mass shooter, which left 22 people dead. Pause, not pause. That's the end quote. I don't even need to pause. I just want to say and point out, you know, this uh, mass shooter uh, justification. Have we had a lot of mass shootings lately? Oh, yeah, we were talking about that in recent episodes, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, maybe a month ago. Uh, remember what happened down in Uvalde and what happened up in New England. And New- it's just it's all over every day. Nobody wants to talk about the gun violence and gang violence and all that. But I'm just saying they're using these mass shootings as justification to freeze the sale of firearms. First, they freeze the sale of firearms. They make it illegal to own anything other than what they say you can own. And then, and then they go after to seize, the, by the government to seize 150,000 legally registered firearms. The key words I'd point out there are legally registered firearms. So they were legally registered firearms. Even though they're legally registered, firearms are going to be seized by the government. How do you feel about that? Can you defend yourself if your legally registered firearm has been seized by the government? No, of course you cannot. The criminals can run, a rump, run amok, uh, rape and pillage the village, and the own uh, government thugs can do the same. You know, the 87,000 armed and trained IRS agents, you know, I wonder what their, uh, what their, uh, what shall we say, their uh, statistical chance of overcoming a an incensed and well-armed uh, peasant trying to protect their children. What's that going to look like? It's going to get ugly, friends. What is happening in Oregon right now is not an anomaly. It's just following the roadmap, what they're doing in Canada and around the world. And I can tell you right now, it's tied directly to the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, to keep everybody safe forever. It's an incremental encroachment on the Second Amendment rights as a part of an overarching global systematic effort to disarm the population in order to forcefully subject the public to state sanctioned tyranny. You know, just that in a nutshell, friends. They, they have to do it. They have to take away the guns. Otherwise, the tyrants can't get away with it. Grab your torch and pitchforks. Yeah, well, how are you going to fight against an F-16 with a torch and pitchforks? Joe Biden said it's impossible. We can't do it. So what do we do? We talk about it. And we shake our fist at the sky. And we scream, this is wrong. And then what? What do we do, friends? Because it's, it keeps happening. And it's always being done and conducted under this seemingly benign campaign to keep people safe. You know, because it's for the greater good. Friends, they are going to take your rights because it's for the greater good. They're going to take your guns because it's for the greater good. They'll try to take your children for the greater good. The question is, how hard will you resist, you know, Resist for the greater good. You know, resist we must. Friends, remember, resistance is the spice of life and the future depends on us. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time. Click the heart. Give me some love. Give me a thumbs up. Uh, you know, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, you can consider joining the Patriot Club to get that super awesome special report on commie mind control, which is what uh, is underlying all of this and also overarching. It envelops the entire PSYOP against humanity. Friends, but the greatest honor of all would be if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical Mindful Monday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh.